There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Father, thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. We love you. Continue to guide us into all truth. Impart unto us your wisdom, your power, revelation for growth and increase. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. May be seated. Hallelujah. Principles for church growth. Principle number one. The principle of the multiplied senior pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I was telling you during the morning session that it is important for us to do certain things in the church so that God will give us mega churches. Hallelujah. Church growth comes about through the interplay of two factors. The supernatural factor and the human factor. Hallelujah. God is always working with you. The pastor, you are the vessel in the hands of the Lord. Can I have an amen? amen? And many times the church does not grow because we do not do our part. One of the things that you need to do, all right, I mentioned in the morning, is that you must multiply yourself as the senior pastor. Hallelujah. That means raise up others who are just like you. Which I will go said it time and time again that it is not possible to do the work alone. How many people can you on your own bring to church on a Sunday? I mean, when you come to a cathedral here on a Sunday, I come to church, I leave the I leave the I leave my home after 6 a.m. We start the first service at 7. When I come on Sunday, most of the time I leave on Monday. I leave 1 a.m., 2 a.m. That's when I'm going. And you ask yourself, what do you do? So many things. But the major part of that is multiplying myself in the others. I multiply myself in, in ordinary church members for them to become church workers. I multiply myself in the existing church workers for them to become more effective. 
I multiply myself in, in people that I want to go and start churches, church planters. I multiply my, until they are able to start churches. I multiply myself in people until they become pastors. And that is how come you'll be able to build a large church. Now, in this short session, I want to help you to know how can you actually multiply yourself. Some of the things Bishop Ogo has mentioned, so I just mentioned them. Number one, select them. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Select them. And this morning, Bishop Ogo gave us a list of things that will guide us in selecting the people that want to multiply ourselves in. People that stay around. People that hang around. People that show interest in what you are doing. People that show admiration for what you are doing. Is that also faithful people? People who are available for the work. People who are ready to sacrifice. These are all people that you must select. And when they had called unto him, his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. And when he had called, he had called unto himself his 12 disciples. The word disciple means a learner. A learner. So he called people who were learning or people that he was now going to train. Hallelujah. Amen. I hear you go home. Luke. Luke chapter 6 from verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Verse 12. And when it was day, he called and... Verse 13. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose 12, or he selected 12, whom also he named apostles. So the process of multiplying yourself into others so that they'll become like you starts by carefully selecting some of your members. Can I have an amen? amen. So you must select them. Amen? You must select them. Number two, Bring them close to yourself. Bring them close to yourself. Mark chapter 3 from verse 13. Mark chapter 3 from verse 13. And he goeth up unto a mountain and called unto him whom he would and they came unto him. And they came 
unto him. Do you understand it? So, bring the people that you have selected, bring them close to you. Let them relate with you. Let them associate with you. Talk to them. Share with them. Have informal discussions with them. Eat with them. Jesus ate with his disciples. You know, one of the one of the reasons why some of you are not able to have such people is because you have created a big gulf between yourself and them. You are a very big pastor and they are very small. Are you getting that? And, 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 but, but the sign of a good shepherd is that he smells of the sheep. The sign of a good shepherd is that he smells of the sheep because he's among the sheep. Hallelujah. So, so let, let the people have access to you. Let them have, let, let, let it be easy for them to come close to you. I've had so many people who have, I mean, just expressed this. Bishop, I'm surprised. Recently, somebody sent me, sent me a test, you know, and, and, uh, they are a couple, a married couple, and, 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 and she said, I'm amazed the ease with which we have access to you. But why not? We are not presidents. We are not managing directors. We are not, we are not prime ministers. We are shepherds of God's people. I am teaching you about how to pour yourself into your members so that you'll be multiplied in them. Select them and number two, bring them close to you. They can never be close to you when you behave as an executive. A pastor is not an executive. A pastor is first and foremost a servant of God. We must behave as servants. Servant leaders. Hallelujah. And that is why Jesus in John 13 took the towel, washed the feet of the disciples and they were wondering why are you doing that and said I did this to show you an example. Hallelujah. So pastor, we know you are an apostle. We know you are apostle general. We know you are recently um, I saw the poster of a young man he finished Bible school. He has not been able to start a church. He's not been able to start a church. And somebody invited him. And do you know his title? His title is His Grace Prophet. Get me my iPad. His Grace, and then the mega church book. His Grace Prophet. That is not what makes you a pastor. You know? Listen, we are making a mess of ourselves. I got what I'm saying. Yeah. We are making a mess of ourselves. Do, do you get it? So the way you behave, your members are afraid of you. No, they are very afraid of you. 
You are like vice God. You are like vice God. There is God. And the vice is you. I got what I'm saying. But be a pastor. Hallelujah. Be a pastor. I, I sit. I sit with my members. My potential shepherds. See them. No, no, no. 16 year olds, 18 year olds, 20 year olds. Set of them. Last Saturday, we organized a major outreach program in this church. Through dancing, drama, singing, and the rest. The whole place was full, full of thousands of people. When I made the altar call, nothing less than 200, 300 people gave their life to Christ right here. But I was here, and they were dancing. I'll get up, and I was also dance. Then I'll run to the front and I'll do something. The whole church will go, hey! But I'm the bishop. I'm the bishop. Being a bishop does not give you a successful church. It is not the title bishop that makes you a mega church pastor. Yeah. I've been invited. Eh? <laughs> one time, one, one, one bishop invited me. And, and I was not in the mood to preach. You know, I had gone for some other reason. But the pressure was too much. So I arrived. My own people who followed me from the church, might have been probably about 20, 30 people. When I started preaching, there were not more than 50 people in the church. So, if I deduct my followers, and the guy is a bishop, and when he arrives, you should see the bodyguards. Holding this, holding that, holding that. Listen. Just relax. 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 Just relax. Do you understand it? But Jesus, eh? verse 14, and he ordained 12 that they should be with him. That they should be with him. I've started a new uh, outreach ministry in the church. Known people. Around about 100 of them. One of the first things, first thing I did was that I said, come to my house. All of you come to my house. And I told them, we are going to eat. I asked them, which food do you want? Hey, they started listening. The food. When the day came, we met. Sunday evening, I said, let's all gather there. When I arrived in the house, they are spread all over. Sitting, eating, chatting, conversing. What am I doing? I am bringing them close to myself. Listen, not until you have won the heart of the people 
they cannot receive from you. Not until you have won the heart of the people, they cannot receive from you. Many of you, when your members you, they become afraid. Bowing, lying down, I mean, running, I mean, all kinds of things. Who are you? Are you an army general? Are you a dictator? Who are you? I got what I'm saying. Bring them close to yourself. I am showing you how. I told you that, you know, this church go conference, that's how I feel. That I must take my time and show you how to do the things in the church. And one of the principles is the principle of the multiplied senior pastor. Raising up people who are just like you. Who can preach, who can teach, who can visit, who can care for the sheep. Uh, just like you. Who can stand in when you are not there. Can I have an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three. Start a training school. Start a training school. Start a training school. Yeah. Start a training school. Have a shepherd's training school. Church planters training school. Church workers training school. Have different schools. And train the people step by step. On a Sunday morning, we have between 6 to 11 schools at our cathedral here. Six to 11 schools. We take our time. From new converts, we don't joke with new converts. We don't joke with new converts at all. Never joke with your new converts because your new converts are the raw materials for your future leaders, leadership. We don't joke with them at all. We have a new converts school. Six weeks with a senior pastor. A senior pastor, a reverend minister. All that he does is that with other pastors and administrator to check who attended, who didn't come. Then after that, we do graduation. Graduation. We give certificates to let the people feel that it is a serious thing. And we are encouraging all of all the members to have 11 certificates. Last Sunday we had a, a, a graduation and I saw a young lady. She had three. I said, hey, so you have completed three? She said, yes. 
I said, okay, press on. You need eight more. Hallelujah. Listen, workers in your church don't fall from heaven. I hear pastors. It's one of the mentors I hear. I don't have anybody to help me. And I see it. I've been to churches that have been in existence for five years. The pastor has no worker. Has no worker. And without having workers that you have poured yourself into, trained, equipped, until they can work like you, your ministry cannot expand. Everything will depend on you. Everything will depend on you. And you will die. Jethro told Moses in Exodus 18, he said, if you continue like this, you will die. You will kill the people and you kill yourself. Can I have an amen? amen. So have a school. Amen? Have a school. Have concrete meeting times for the school. Have concrete clearly defined clearly stated meeting times I'm explaining to you the principle of the multiplied senior pastor how does it come about you want to have a large church you have to have a lot of people who are just like you have to have a lot of people who are just like you, who have your mind, who have your heart, who understand you, who operate just like you. The best times are Sunday afternoons after church. Sunday afternoons after church. After we have had five services, we close by 1, one thirty. We are finished. Now, I put on my batik shirt. I remove my shoes. I put my leg in a pair of slippers. We are ready now for training. What are you doing at home, Pastor? At 11.30 on a Sunday. 11.30 on Sunday. What are you doing? In the morning. You say you and your, your family, you have lunch on Sunday afternoons. With your remote. Changing channels. No. Sunday afternoons. You spend Sunday afternoons training your people. Equipping them. Equipping them. Talking to them. (laughs) That is how to have multiplied senior Pastor, that is how to have church workers. 
never let me see you Sunday, 11.30 in the morning at home again. This is your last. It's, lift up your right hand. Say, this is my last. Last week was the last time I found myself at home. 11.30 in the morning. Yes. How many of you know that what I'm saying is true? Yeah. 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 We are sitting at home watching Kukumbaja. You know the names of all the... Know that this guy, if you meet a girl and you want to marry her, you know, you better marry her. Why are you leaving her and going... Look at you. You have become Sunday afternoon. A commentator of That is why you don't have workers. And if you don't have workers, you cannot do much. You, can, you cannot do much. Yeah. I've come to realize that one of the main keys of building a mega church is just having a lot of people to help you. Just having a lot of people to help you. That is why multiplying yourself into your people becomes so important. So Sunday afternoons, pastor, after this conference, coming this Sunday, tell your people, we are not going home. We are staying. They say for what? So, we have things to do. We have things to do. Yeah. Take the mega church book and say, this afternoon, I'm coming to teach you retention evangelism. They say, what is that? They say, when we win people into the church, we cannot find them. How can we retain them? I'm coming to teach you. Wow. Another time, tell them, I'm coming to teach you how we can care for the church members. One of the things that we need to do is visitation. How do we do visitation? Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Another time he said, look, I heard Bishop Dad preaching about stages of disloyalty. I want us to study it. Hey, where is the screen? Put the message on. Let's all sit down. We are watching. Then we watch two hours. When we finish, we discuss. What did we learn? Gradually, 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 gradually. You are changing the people. Yeah. I have not less than 600 workers in this church. Not less than 600 of them. Yeah. Eh? Workers. Yeah. 
ourselves and small groups are more than 400. So one leader alone per one, that's 400. Some of them have assistance. And then we have other things. How can I run 400 cells? Do you understand? And we want to expand. How can we expand? I must keep on multiplying, 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 multiplying. Church workers do not fall from heaven. Write it down in capitals. Church workers do not fall from heaven. Yeah. This is what Bishop Dark has done all over these years, including today. Today, as I'm speaking, right, as we're having this conference, he's also having a major camp meeting where he has gathered people from all over the world. Right now, as I'm, we are, we are here, he's also there. And when he finishes, you see, he's pouring himself to them. When he finishes, he will release them. And some are here, and some are there, and some are there. This one is doing this. This one is doing this. When you put it together, you have a great work. Hallelujah. Number one, select them. Number two, bring them close. Man of God, bring them close. Walk with them. Put your hand, put your hand on their shoulder. Like that. You should see me. That's, you know, I just got like that. They become so surprised. They become so surprised. A young man came to my office one time after church. He sat down. He said, Bishop, I have something to say. I said, what is it? He said, I used to go to um, one of these denominational churches. He said, I am surprised that I'm sitting close to a bishop. I said, why? He said, where I used to go to, there was a bishop. But he was very far with wisdom like this. Very far. He said, I am surprised that a bishop is sitting here and I'm sitting here. Listen. What is a bishop? You are a pastor. A pastor overseeing the sheep of God. When you go, do what I'm telling you. You will see. You will see. Because you can never train the people if they cannot come close to you. Number three, set up a school. And when you set up a school, let there be a clear-cut meeting day. And I'm saying the best day is Sunday afternoon. And weekdays after service. For those of you who have weekday services. Weekday after service, we are here again. We are here again. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. That is where, that is where owing practical ministry proven books becomes important. Because one of the things is that what should I teach? What should I teach? Hmm? Can somebody help me? Give me Lycos. Lycos is here. All right. Give me transform your pastoral ministry. Is here. Give me what it means to become a shepherd. All right. Art of leadership. Church planting. Loyalty and disloyalty. Okay? Yeah. Give me the art of following. What it means, now you have set up the school. So now, what should you teach? How many of you understand what I'm talking about? I'm trying to help you. How do you multiply yourself? Now that you have started a school, you must have something to teach them. Because Jesus taught his disciples. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, taught them, saying, taught who? Taught who? Taught who? The disciples. The disciples. Robert, you're welcome. Taught the disciples. Listen. The parables. The great parables of the sower. The parables of the kingdom. Eh? This were what? all teachings that Jesus gave to his disciples. So when you gather them into a school, the next thing you must do is to teach them. That is where you, the pastor, having learned something through studying the scriptures, through hearing messages, through watching videos, become very important. Because without you having something, you have nothing to impact. Deep, call it unto deep. So if you are not deep, you cannot bring people also into depth in the ministry. If you are not deep yourself, you cannot bring people into depth in the ministry. So listen, pastors, you must be reading all the time. 
She will go taught, about, taught us about that. You must be reading all the time. You must be learning all the time. You must be studying all the time. You must be, you must be watching videos, soaking in, learning. Because, because you will only be able to give what is in your heart. Amen. And I'm saying that that is why all these books are available. So now, one of the things that you should teach your people when you want to multiply yourself into them is what it means to become a shepherd. In this book, the reasons why they must become shepherds or church workers is taught. The call. What is the call? What is the work of the shepherd? What is expected of them? It's all taught here. This is the book that we use to train our shepherds. This is a book. In the United Denomination, originating from the lighthouse group of churches. This is what we use. In all the ten denominations. Yeah. What is a shepherd? Why you can become a shepherd? Teach them that they can become shepherds. Why you can become a shepherd? Teach them that it is a natural stage of their Christian development. Teach them that where there are no shepherds, the people faint. The people are scattered. Amen? How to become a shepherd? How can they become a shepherd? You teach them. Sharing the burden. The different levels of the mountain. 15 essential features of potential shepherds. How? Who are the people that you should choose? Is here. The ministry. Is it work or rest? Seven ministries appointment. There are seven different aspects of the work of a shepherd. What is it? Territory taking ministry. Teaching them how to take territories. Certain churches, certain cells. Do you understand it? And all that. Way making ministry. How they can help the sheep to do well. The feeding ministry. How they can feed the sheep. Through effective teaching. Here, Bishop Dad discusses about 39 or so things that a shepherd must do to be able to teach well. Bishop God just taught us that teaching and preaching is shepherding. It starts. Shepherding starts from that. Because, because teaching and shepherding is a force. That, that, that can lead your people. That can help you to guide your people. Yeah. You teach them how to preach. You must teach them that when they are preaching, they must make eye contact. It means they must look at the people. Because Jesus said, feed my sheep. He didn't say, feed my giraffes.
when you are feeding the giraffes, so some of you when you are preaching there, you, you don't even uh, yeah, and there are people here, and God is going to bless you. I see the Lord, I see the Lord. Oh, blessing you, He's blessing you now, He's blessing you, He's blessing. You. Look at the people, look at the people. Make eye contact. You teach them that when they are teaching, they should vary the tone. Vary the tone. Yeah. It's important for you as a, a member of the church to engage in evangelism. If we don't go on the street, many people will die and go to hell. Because that is why Jesus came to die for us. And because he came to die for us, it is important for his blood to reach out unto many people. Teach them that when you are preaching, your voice must not be monotonous, as if you are running a commentary. And the Lord will bless you. And then when you go, and then the prosperity will come, and every blessing will come. Are you running a commentary, or what are you doing? Teach them. That is how you pour. You're pouring. You're pouring. You're pouring. Hallelujah. This is one of the things to teach them. Are you here? You go home. You see, that is why the whole the whole day I've been encouraging get the macarios. All these things are there. Yeah. It's a medicine box for your ministry. It's a medicine box for your ministry. The Macaros is a medicine box for your ministry. Can I have an amen? Now, now teach them how to plant churches, how to plant cells. A cell is a church in the house. Teach them. How to plant. In this book, Bishop Dark teaches, gives about eight or nine steps how to plant a church. Teach them. You cannot have cells. You cannot have churches. You cannot have branches. You cannot expand your ministry if you don't teach the people how to do it. You have done it. But now teach them so that they can also do it. But rather, do you know what many of you do? What you do is that you want to start a church. So you sit down there and then you see a young man who comes to church and shows you 17 Bible school certificates. And then you say, wow, this is a great person. Become our pastor. Yeah? Many, many pastors have become disappointed. They have destroyed their ministries. People have taken over their churches through this process. Pay the price. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Follow the pattern of Jesus. Jesus selected some of the people and he gradually taught them and poured himself into them. Until when they went to Antioch and they were talking, the people said that these people, from the way they talk, from the way they preach, from the way they behave, they, they, they look like the Christ that we knew. So they were called Christians. 
they sound like Christ. Yeah. When they stood before the Sahindrim and they spoke and they said, no, 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 we, we, you cannot suffer from preaching. The Bible said, and when they looked at them and they realized that they were ignorant men, they took notice of them that they had been with Jesus. So your people too can become like you. I say your people, your ordinary members can become like you. The way you preach. The way you preach. The way you instruct. The way you command. The way you, 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 you go about pastoring the church. People will look at you and say, this person. This is a father of this. This is a child of this. This is a child of this. This is a child of this. Instead of going to steal other people's workers. Which some of you, you do. When you steal other people's workers, the reason why it is not good is because you have sown a seed into your ministry. And whenever you sow a seed, expect a harvest. Yeah. The pastors, some of you, you are invited to other people's churches. You see a very good, you know, singer, a very good keyboardist. Then after the program, you begin to link up begin to link up. Oh, how much do they give to you? How much? I'll give you more. And before you realize, the person has left that ministry and has joined your ministry. That is why Bishop Ogo was encouraging you to get the book, How to Neutralize Curses. Because straight away, you have brought a curse upon yourself. But you don't need to steal anybody's leader. By using the principle of the multiplied senior pastor, you can multiply yourself in so many people. I see God giving you so many children in the name of the Lord Jesus. What it means to become a shepherd, you use it to train them to become shepherds. Church planting, how to do outreaches, how to plant churches, how to plant says the mindset that they must have the fact that they don't even need to be in full-time ministry, please sit down. Before they do that, it's all here. Hallelujah. Amen. When they start the church, alright, when they start the church, now, or they start a cell, or they start a group, how do they care for the people how must they care for the people so you can teach them this? Transform your pastoral ministry. Look, I am showing you what we have done by the grace of God to be where we are. I am giving you the exact food that, number one, I have eaten. Okay? To be the pastor that I am and the food that I continuously pass on to my people. Transform your personal ministry. This book is divided into four sessions. Prayer, visitation, counseling, interaction. So you teach them. You teach them why they should pray. Why they should pray. One of the topics here, we talk, talks about 10 reasons why a pastor must pray. Pastor must pray. 
You teach them. Prayer brings the supernatural to you. Amen. There is no ministry without prayer. There's no ministry without prayer. There's no ministry without prayer. There is no ministry without prayer. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. I don't have time to go into all that. Visitation. You must teach your people the importance of visitation. Watch this. Listen to me, pastors. I want to give you an experiment that you must do in your church. Starting from this Sunday, all the converts and the new people who come to your church, visit some and don't visit some. So let's say you have 10 people coming this uh, Sunday. Visit six of them. Four of them don't visit them. And when I say visit, not only once. Over a period. Less over the next two months. Visit these six and leave out these four. You see what will happen. The ones that you visit, eh, they'll just get stuck in the church. It's as if super glue has been applied to their bottom for them to sit in the church. Visitation is so powerful. Watch this. Watch this. God visited the earth. God visited the earth and taught us for three years and our lives have been changed forever. Our lives have been changed forever. Visitation is powerful. You must have visitation in your church. It must be your aim to visit every member in your church as a pastor. Once again, that is how workers become important. I think last year, I think last year, we decided, either last year or this year, early this year, we decided to come up with a scheme to visit all our members. All right. And when we did it, the pastors under me, the pastors under me, I have over 20 of them here. For them to visit the members that they have, it was going to be something like, I think, every three months. And when they are going around, to take them something like every three months for them to go around their members. And then we realized that for me to visit all the members, when we started calculating, we just forgot about it. <laughs> we just forgot about it. Which means that I need more people. More people. And, 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 and the more I have, the more workers, the more shepherds I have, eh, the more frequent I'm going to be able to visit my sheep and to look after them. That is why having a lot of workers is very important. But remember, workers do not fall from heaven. 
From today, I don't want you to make that excuse again. I don't have workers. I'm showing you how to have workers. How to multiply yourself. Teach them how to pray. Teach them how to visit. Teach them how to cancel. The members. How to interact with them. Teach them that Sunday after church, when the service is over, they must move through the crowd and identify new faces or known faces and talk with them. Hallelujah. Transform your pastoral ministry. Huh? Then, from the mega church book, teach your, your workers to become devoted and permanent in the church. They shouldn't run away with you. They should stay in the church. They, they, should, they should adopt this church as their church forever and be with you. Yeah. And when they get it, they will impact the same thing to the sheep. Then your church will become stable. One of the reasons why churches don't grow is because a lot of people move out of the church all the time. Yeah. And many times when they move, they live from this church and they join this other church. So show them why this is the best church that they must be in. Hallelujah. From this book. The mega church. Hmm? Fight for commitment. How to have permanent church members. How to have devoted church members. Teach them. How many of you want your church to grow? Teach them. Teach these people that we have selected. Teach them and let them also teach the members the same things. Another thing that with this book you can teach them is retention evangelism. Retention evangelism. What is retention evangelism? When we win souls. Okay? Come. Give me three people. Three people, come. Three people should come very quickly. Alright? Okay? So we have won these three people into the church. One month later, all of them, all of them, have gone. We are back to square one. We do outreaches. We do sales. We do crusades. We do invitation. We do whatever we have to do. Give me another three. They come into the church. But we don't retain them. After two months, when we look around, all of them, one after the other, they have gone. How many of you read that the church is not growing? But watch this. Watch this. Three people should come. Three people should come. Now these three people come. We work on them. We visit them. We love them. We pray for them. 
we put them into uh, departments in the church. We, we make them part of the workers that we are training. Do you understand it? Eh? This one slips away, but these two, they remain. Please sit down. Please sit down. Do you understand it? We do some more outreaches. Come. Yeah. We do some more outreaches. Do you get it? We visit them. We care for them. We pray for them. We pour ourselves into them. We love them. Eh? After three months, this one is gone out. But these ones have stayed. These ones have stayed. These ones have stayed. How many of you read that the church is growing? The church is growing. Retention evangelism. What must we do to retain the people? You teach them. You teach them. I teach my shepherds that between Monday and Tuesday, every new convert that is given to them or every new person, a visitor, must be visited. Must visited. When we come to church on Sunday, after Sunday, I teach them, look into your members. I teach the pastors and the shepherds, look into your members. Who did not come to church? Who did not come to church? Do what we call IMC. Eh? Immediate, instant, sorry? Instant memory call. Instant memory call. IMC. What does it mean? It means you have remembered that this person you call the person. Hey, where are you? At the beach. What are you doing at the beach? Don't go to the beach again. Yeah. Oh, why are you? I was hospitalized. I was hospitalized. I was hospitalized. Hallelujah. Watch me, watch me. How to teach them. I am showing you how to multiply yourself into your people so that they can become like you. So that you alone don't have to carry the burden of the ministry alone. Because if you do that, you can never have a large church. Welcome, Bishop. It's good to see you. Have you again. Hallelujah. Yeah. You teach them. How many of you understand the message? Now, I shall even begin with this. This one is called Lycos. Laymen, lay people, lay pastors, volunteers. You start with this to show your people that God wants them to work for him. They must sacrifice. They must use their time, their weekends, and some of their weekdays to serve the law. As lay people. Last year, I taught you that the reason why many of you are not doing well 
is because you have too many paid people who are doing things that you should not pay for. You are paying for the you are paying the drama, the bass guitarist, the all these people here. All the come, Jojo, come, come. This is a banker. Stand here. This is a banker. He comes to church early in the morning, plays the keyboard. Early. 7 a.m. service. You must be here. Plays the keyboard until the afternoon. Then after that, he must go and run a music school and teach other people. Multiply himself. I've told him, multiply yourself in others. So that we can have so many other people playing the keyboard. And he has been doing all that for years. He started with Bishop Ogo to today. Nothing less than 15 years. Alright. How much money have we paid you? Bishop, nothing. How much should we pay you? Bishop, nothing. You are even afraid to say it. <laughs> yeah? But it comes through teaching. It comes through teaching. It comes through teaching. You have to teach your people. Yeah. How many of you have started using lay people? Can I see your hand? How many of you have started using lay people? You have started using lay people? Come, come and tell us your story. Yeah, you have been coming for church go for some time. So what happened? We have about 21 churches now, by the grace of God. And we have bankers, we have teachers. Some are here. We came with over 30. They are lay, yeah. lay pastors. Yeah. 21 branches. Yes. 21 branches. Yes. Bishop Ogo was in our church. Yeah, then, we have 21 branches. Yes. Lay pastors. Yes, Bishop. Do you pay them? No, Bishop. They support the church. Sorry? They support oh, the no, church. No, speak up so they can hear you. They support the church. They support the church. Mm. Yeah. 21. Listen, if your church has 40 members and you have 10 associate pastors that you are paying, do you think that you ever do well in this life? Do you think that you ever do well in this life? So, one of the ways of multiplying yourself, tell them, you know, when I stand before my people to talk to them about the lay ministry, myself comes. Because I told them, I did it for 14 years. 14 years. Yeah, prophet, the guys in the Bible school, when they finish, send them, they should go and look for jobs. Teachers, carpenters, they should do that and start the churches. Listen, 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 listen. I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing. It's getting to seven o'clock. So we'll close at seven. This, this, listen, listen, listen. This is the secret for Lighthouse Chapel International. The lay ministry. Wait, when you go, don't tell anybody. The secret. Yeah. I think now we have close to about 3,000 churches. Nothing less than 80%, 3,000 pastors. Nothing less than 80% of all the pastors are lay people. All the, all the churches in America, about 150 branches, are lay pastors. Only, only about 3%. 
three or four full time. So all the offerings of the church, we don't use it to pay them. We use it to build churches and do missions and do crusades. No, this one is a secret. That's why I'm sharing it privately. How many of you love this secret? Yeah. But, listen. But it doesn't just fall from heaven. How many of you have understood the message? Okay. Today, today I've just told you two things. The first thing I told you in the morning is that you must multiply yourself eh, in your people so that you can have a lot of people to help you. Now, I am teaching you how to do that. And I'm saying... Teach them, use this book, like us, to teach them about the lay ministry. Yeah. Then, when you teach them, Jesus said, follow me. You are not teaching them for them to go and do what they want. They must do as they see you doing. They must become followers. So teach them to become followers by using the art of following. The art of following. Tell them, I pray, so pray. I read my Bible every day, so read your Bible every day. Every week, I watch Christian videos, so watch Christian videos. Every week, I listen to Christian messages, so listen to Christian messages. I read books all the time, so read books all the time. That Jesus, Jesus taught his people, watch this, watch this. Jesus taught his people. In Acts chapter 9, they come to call Peter that somebody is dead. They call him, he arrives there, and what does he do? What does he do? What does he do? Then he remembered when he and John and James were taken to, uh, what's the name? Jairus' house to raise up his daughter. And he realized that when Jesus got there, he moved away all the people, the unbelievers, and went to the people. And went to whom? So when Peter also got there, he did the same. He did the same. He did the same. You must multiply yourself in the people in such a way that they become an exact copy of you. Watch this. This conference is called Church Growth Conference. How many of you have attended ISI before? Or GTWC before? When you go there, you look on the stage. How many of you realize that it's the same thing? Eh? Eh? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. If you don't teach your people, even Jesus, when he was living, John chapter 14, he said, verse 15, if you love me, obey my commandments. Verse 16, I will pray the Father, that he will send you another comforter. That word another is the word allows, 
which means another of the same kind. So Jesus said, I am going, but I'm going to send you somebody. But I'm not going to send you somebody different. I'm going to send you somebody who is just like me. The confusion in your church is because your leaders don't follow you. You are following Bishop Dark. They are following somebody else. Yeah. 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 In our Bible school, in our Bible school, I tell them, I tell them, the reason why you are here is because you love the ministry of Bishop Dag. You want to follow him. You want to catch his anointing. If that is the case, then the person that you must listen to most of the time, because the anointing comes through listening, whether it's, it's um, uh, videos or audios or reading the books and whatever, it is the voice of the anointed man that will transfer the anointing to you. So the 90% of the time, for as long as you remain a student of this school, listen to Bishop Dark. Yeah, I tell them. I tell them. I tell them. I, I, I tell them. Dr. Otabi is great. Archbishop is great. Bishop Oedipo is great. But in the realm of the spirit, they don't know you. And inheritance flows freely, seamlessly, effortly, effortlessly from a father to the sons. Yeah. So let them follow you. Only fulfill one condition. Follow Christ. Make sure that you are following Christ. So that they don't follow you into a ditch. But as long as you are following Christ, they must also follow you. Otherwise, you are going to have a mixture of people who are following you. A mixture of people who are going to follow you. They wouldn't believe what you believe in. They wouldn't say what you want to say. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. Now, thank you. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Once we are in the same team, then you must speak the same things. There must be no division. You must be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. If you, the leader, say this is the way we are going, all your followers, all your followers must say this is the way that we are going. But once again, unless you train them with this mind, okay, you see the art of following. You won't get them. So there's a lot of confusion in churches where the pastor is going this way and the followers are going that way. And if that is the case, then you have not succeeded in multiplying yourself in them. Hallelujah. Then the art of leadership. Never leave out leadership 
skills from training. Never. Never. Never leave out. Thank you so much, pastors. Never leave out leadership skills. Yeah. That is why a pastor must read leadership books. Leadership books. All the time. So you can be a good leader. Honestly, some of you are not good leaders. That is why there's so much rebellion in your church. You are the only one who drives a good car. You are the only one who travels. You are the only one whose children go to good schools. You are the only one. The only one. That is bad leadership. Yeah. There is an show that you care for the people also. You may not, they may not enjoy everything to the extent to which we are enjoying, but there must be something that they are enjoying. Otherwise, they look at you like that and say, hey, this man, he's very wicked. Though. You are the only one that travels abroad. Look, traveling abroad, if you don't let your people travel abroad, their minds will not be expanded. One of, the, one of the ways, one of the things you must do to train your people is to give them international exposure. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, as you have been traveling up and down, and down, you connect them, okay, you also go to this place and go and preach, you know, and come. So that their minds will be open. Before you can become a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International. Eh? Our bishop from Hohoi is here. This, this is our bishop from Hohoi. You go to, go to Hohoi and see his church. Then you understand why he's called a bishop. You go there. And from Hohoi, he has traveled all over. Go here. Fly here. Not, not, that, not that he wants to. Bishop Dak says, go. Go here. Go here. Have you gone here? Okay. Go here also. Have you gone here? Go here. So that your mind will become open. Yeah. Leadership. Hallelujah. And never forget never forget almighty loyalty and disloyalty never forget almighty loyalty and disloyalty <laughs> this is the defender of your church hello this is the defender of the church Yeah. <laughs> when teams set up, football teams set up, they are the four guys. Theirs is to go and score. But just in case 
the opposition gets the ball and they are coming there's somebody called a central midfielder okay his, his is to, to protect the defenders there are three defenders the left, the central and then the right and there's this central defender look, he does he just, when he gets the ball, he just passes and then stays here gets the ball, his is to protect but just in case they bypass him the left will try to defend the right will try to defend the central one is the last one is the last one if the ball passes him they are about to score them so normally the central defenders are very very they are expensive they buy them 50 million pounds loyalty and disloyalty is your central defender This is your central defender. Yeah. Plus all his brothers. All his brothers. Eh? Teach them. Teach them. Loyalty and disloyalty. Those who are ignorant. Those who accuse you. Those who leave you. Those who pretend. Those who forget. Those who are dangerous signs. Dangerous signs. Absalom. Absalom slept with his father's concubines. Not knowing that all along he wanted to enjoy the soft spot of his father. There are sons who want to enjoy what you enjoy. And they will destroy everything to achieve that. Hallelujah. But you see, pastors, please sit down. The message of loyalty and disloyalty, I can assure you that you don't understand it. So you yourself must educate yourself. Yeah. Somebody came to talk to me. He's doing research. He came to talk to me about the doctrine of the teaching on loyalty and disloyalty. Then he said, look, I hear that you people, this, 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 you know, and all that. So I told him, not until you have read all the eight books. There are eight. There's another one. Humility. Those who are humble. Don't hear, hear. No, that one. This is also one of it. Those who are humble. Yeah. It's one of it. I told him not until you have read all the seven, eight books on loyalty and disloyalty, don't attempt to write anything because you don't understand it. You don't. If you joke with this teaching, you cannot expand. Bishop Darkwood Mills stays in Accra, sleeps every night peacefully. Peacefully. Without thinking, what is my pastor in Vanuatu? You know Vanuatu? Vanuatu. What is he doing? 
Fiji Islands, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, St. Lucia, Trinidad and Tobago. What is he doing? He doesn't think about it. Because God, through this wisdom, has raised up loyal sons and daughters who are laboring under a good father. Hallelujah. So it's very important. Amen. So, how do you multiply yourself into your people so that they they can become like you? Number one, select them. Number two, bring them close to yourself. Number three, set up a school. Number four, teach them. What do you teach them? I've given you so many things that you can teach them. Number five, very quickly, Matthew chapter 10. Number five, give them responsibilities. Give them responsibilities. And when they are called unto him, his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. Alright? Now the names of the twelve are this. Continue verse 3. Watch this. Verse 3. Okay, verse 4. Verse 5. These twelve, these twelve Jesus sent forth. They were in training. But he sent them forth. Responsibility. Go and preach. Go and teach. Cast out devils. Go and try. One time they tried. Matthew chapter 17. It was not easy for them. It was not easy for them. There was a, there was a boy, you know, with epilepsy. They tried that until the father became very angry and took his child. Came to Jesus and said, I brought him to your people. This is your apprentices. And they couldn't. So they may fail sometimes. They may do the wrong thing sometimes. Alright? But keep on giving them opportunities. And they would do well. Hallelujah. Number six. Pray for them. John 17. Jesus prayed for his disciples. Pray. Intercede for them. They may have problems with immorality. They may have problems with pride. Anger. Do you understand it? So many different things. Pray for them. And number seven. Spiritual impartation. Lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on them. Numbers chapter 27 and verse 18. Lay your hands. From time to time. Lay your hands on them. And thou shalt speak unto the children of 18. Verse 18. Verse 18, 1 8. Hallelujah. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him. Verse 19. And set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. Yeah. And thou shalt put some of thy honor. Upon him, watch this. 
That shall put some, your spirit, your anointing. Eh? God says, lay your hands and put some of your anointing on them. Because all your training that you are doing is good, but they must catch your spirit. They must catch your spirit. They must have your spirit. They must have your anointing. They must have your anointing. You see, I'm teaching at the church conference. I'm working in the anointing that is on Bishop Dad. The anointing for conferences. The anointing for conferences. This year, I've, I've planted over 180 churches. There's another part of the anointing on him. He's into church planting, apostolic work. I get what I'm saying. I'm training pastors all the time. Holding camp meetings all the time. That is what he does all the time. He's having crusades all over the world. I have crusades. He's passing a mega church. Thousands of people. I'm passing a church. Thousands of people. The spirit that is upon him, part of it has come upon me. So, so it's not just training and instruction, but the spirit also. The spirit also. Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9. As I close. Deuteronomy chapter 34, 19. Ah, sorry. Sorry. Nine, nine, nine. Yeah. Nine. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him. The reason why a spirit had come upon Joshua is that Moses laid his hands. So as you are training your people, I can, recently, I think last year or so, Somebody sent me uh, a little video on myself standing here with my hands lifted up and Bishop Doug praying for me. Look, this might have been early 90s. Yeah. Countless times he has laid his hands on me, including before I came to start this conference. Friday I was with him. And I'd been with him for about three, four hours. On different things. And then when we said bye-bye, I was going to my car. Then it just occurred to me, hey, my conference is coming up. So I ran to him and I said, Bishop, the conference starts on Tuesday. He said, come let me pray for you. I knelt down. He laid his hands on me. So keep on laying your hands on your children. That is why you must lay your hands on your children, not on strangers. Don't lay hands on strangers. Yeah. Listen, pastors, when people run to you, pray for me later. Be careful. If you anoint a demon, the demon will be anointed. So the Bible said, be not in a haste to lay hands on any man. Hallelujah. The principle of the multiplied senior pastor. May the Lord raise up so many anointed lawyer sons and daughters. May you have sons and daughters who are true sons and daughters who fight for you in the ministry. Who fight against your enemies at the gate. I see the Lord give you so many cell leaders. So many missionaries. So many pastors. So many shepherds. So many church workers who are standing by you. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. 
receive that grace 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 lift up your hands and pray to the lord Lift up your hands and your voice and pray. for the Lord.
We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono, opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompts. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.